everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hi, how are you? How are you? How are you? And how are you? (laughs) When entering a new social situation, it's important to acknowledge and say hello to everyone present. (laughs) Hello, how are you? Pleasure doing business with you. Pleasure is all mine. Did you guys learn this at, like, a conference on how to... Yeah, Mike and I went to a uh, Dale uh, <laughs> Carnegie conference. Yeah, yeah. How they to bring meet his, people and influence they just cart, <laughs> They cart his corpse around, and then you're supposed to learn how to shake hands and do deals. You got the email about it, right, James? I, I know I had an, another engagement, but it, Ple- you guys do seem different. Pleasure doing business with you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone reading that book on a flight not too long ago, just like start, I guess because they sell it at the airport. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. like page one on a flight reading. It's a good read on your trip to New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> when I land in Moncton, I'll be the best businessman of all. I'm going to buy this town. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read it? No. My friend, my, uh, one of my old friends um, went worked for a bank. And I think he did something like that because pre-bank and post-bank i noticed stuff was he did certain things totally differently and it literally was like did he shake your hand look yes. you in your eyes yes. and then use his left hand to touch your shoulder or your arm i don't know about the, though the left hand was on my ass no <laughs> he kept, did he end every sentence with that's really interesting james and keep saying keep saying your name that's a great question james yeah, yeah. honestly excellent kind of. question james well really what a bank does is <laughs> He is a great guy, but 100% I noticed he would give a firm handshake and look me in the eye and mm. say a lot more of like, oh, that's awesome. Like he yeah. was very clear and direct. I know a guy that's really like that. Yeah. But he, he looks me him. straight in the eye and he laughs and he goes, business, 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 business. <laughs> that sucks. I want a banker who like just stares yeah. at the ground, has a very limp, wet handshake. <laughs> and whenever I ask him a question like, what is the best savings account for me? Something with higher interest. He just mumbles like, oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, he goes, who cares, man? We're all going to (laughs) die. TD, we now have two different types of tellers. And then he walks away singing, (laughs) I'd like a hole. Black as a soul. That's funny. One guy at the bank who sings that all day and everyone's like annoyed at him. There's one emo teller at every bank. (laughs) He's 50 and like... Oh Why are you God. depositing this much money, man? It doesn't fucking matter. You're not going to go to heaven with this money <laughs> when you die. You know that this right. money... Oh, I got a book for you, son. <laughs> you know that before we complete this transaction, you know that money isn't real, right? <laughs> it's just an agreement. And if we stop agreeing... <laughs> it's just his office is full of old Adbusters magazines. <laughs> hey, man. How's it going? You want to help take the system down with me? <laughs> Aren't you the assistant yeah, manager you? here at the bank? <laughs> at the bank of Moncton, New Brunswick? Yeah, but I'll give you a fucking good rate. Okay, um, uh, this uh, I call to uh, order this uh, staff meeting. Now, we all know why we're here. Someone, one of you, what we believe on staff, uh, defaced the sign instead of uh, Royal Bank of Canada. It says, now, shit bank of shit. And uh, we have a good idea of who did it. Which one of you did it? Uh. Mm. Imagine everybody else uh. is reading how to meet friends and influence people. I was reading the myth of Sisyphus. 
<laughs> or some shit like that. The Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> the TD Bank Machines. I'm a TD guy, gonna admit it. Oh, okay. Right? I'm oh, our... sh- fuck, mm, dude. Toronto Dominion, if you don't know what I'm talking about. In this, you know, TD's big in the States, and they have no fucking yeah. idea that's what that stands but for. when you're in America, and you feel homesick for Canada, <laughs> and you don't know what to do, and you think, should I end it all? And then, as if, it's like an angel appearing to say, like, everything's okay. <laughs> you turn a corner, maybe in Manhattan, and you see a TD Bank. Yeah. You go, yeah. I, in a way... I am home. Oh, Mike, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Hey, TD, how about fucking sponsoring us and you can use what Mike just said on your ad. Yeah. So and also a guy's going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> TD Bank. Yeah, open an account for us and put a thousand bucks in it already. Yeah, yeah. that's all we're Some asking. Some sort of savings eh? account with like a big interest. <laughs> but what I was going to say is the <laughs> TD Bank machines, they, they, like, they re-retrofitted them, I guess. And it used to be you put in the card... Uh, what is this length? You put it in. You have to put it in widthwise now. You used to put it really? in like lengthwise. That's like kinky. And now you have to put yeah. it in the whole. And it's like we have a new. And it warns you like it used to be a hot dog. You, now it's a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you finish putting the card in, it goes. Oh, <laughs> it's weird. And it's if like something a, squirts oh, out, <laughs> the money squirts. <laughs> <laughs> the body squirts all over your face. <laughs> it's a green squirt. <laughs> In America, they probably think TD stands for Tampa, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, probably. God. Um, what banks do you guys belong to? <laughs> I'm a royal guy. I mean, oh. I don't even know if we should give up this info. I have a code name for my bank. See if you can figure it out. Okay. I call it Scotch Bacula. Whoa. Scotch Bacula. Scotia Bank? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> they have Scotia Quantum Bank Leap around the Bank? world too. It's like a Scottish version of Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap. Oh Scotch yeah, of Bakula. course. And Star Trek uh, Discovery. Oh thing. yeah. Oh no, the Star Trek Enterprise. Right. It's like a two season one. Not a good one. Right? I was actually curious. Like, what is your guys' handshakes like? I was wondering if I could shake your hands. Oh. <laughs> May I? I, I imagine. Uh, imagine Carnegie himself. Imagine I'm. Not me. I'm, I'm just a stranger who's, who's a fan of the podcast. And right. I'm just, hey, so Mike, nice, hey, to, meet nice you. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yep, not that was too, good. Not that too, was good. Uh, not too firm, but not uh, too weak. Yeah. Honestly, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mine's good too, Let's I, try I believe. It. Me and Chris. Hey, James, how's it going? Good to see you. It was good. You yeah. grabbed me too early. Like, you didn't let Sorry. me go all the way in. <laughs> I didn't, like, you didn't <laughs> let the, you know, the like. It's like when Trudeau shook Trump's hand and he, oh, like, that got was on top good. Of it. You know yeah, the yeah. skin flap of in between the thumb and the index? Kind of, yeah. They need to connect. You didn't let me get Ooh, that far in. That's sort of, all right. You got to connect your skin flaps. Like this. Oh, yeah, that was go. good. That's skin how flaps. I shake a hand, motherfucker. <laughs> skin flaps. Chris, Chris likes it. Like, you really like. I like putting the whole dick in. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought of it like the, the skin flap between your thumb and index finger pushing against the skin flap of your... It's kind of weird. Well, now. that's why I have a tattoo <laughs> of a woman's lips on my skin flap between my index and thumb. This just is like what a they teach in business hand. school. There's like a chalkboard. It's like skin flaps. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Handshake 101. Connect skin flaps or else business denied. <laughs> <laughs> or else bankruptcy. <laughs> Wow. Shit, We're my artists. business didn't take off. I shook hands like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you left my skin flaps dangling, buddy. <laughs> no can do the dealio. <laughs> yeah. that's, like, that's blue balls in business. You can't <laughs> not have your skin flaps pressed. <laughs> that's the sound of your stock going way down, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. 
we're big uh, businessmen, and uh, yeah. we've got a big business venture coming up. Maybe we should mention it here off the top. Let's do it. Because this is coming out before, right? Oh, yeah. August 24th is going to be the, one of the most sick-ass live shows ever presented to Toronto Dominion. And we're not talking about <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift playing Toronto. No. Not Which about Justin Trudeau is begging her <laughs> to do. Yeah. We're not talking about Bruce the Boss coming to Toronto. We're not talking right. about uh, Metallica coming to Toronto. Is Kanye still a big uh, get? In some circles. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he goes on Alex Jones with the Bella Clava. Yeah. Have you I seen think, that? Yeah. Yes, I, I think Kanye's yes. playing the Royal worst, Comedy Theater in Toronto. So. Worst, <laughs> worst Alex Jones in a long time. Yeah, you know, really yeah. lowered lowered the, lower the quality. What's <laughs> usually a really good show. I don't know if any Torontonians remember, but in January I did a stand-up show at the Paradise Theater on Bloor, which is just uh, west of Beautiful Dover Court. Theater. It was, it's revamped. Oh yeah, we mentioned it. I think last episode we did. Yeah, <laughs> Mike and I saw husbands there. <laughs> yes. which was like a grueling affair. <laughs> grueling affair. Even though a yeah. big big fan of Cassavetes. Oh my God, that one's his outlier for sure. The most indulgent one. But the thing is, is the theater's beautiful, mm-hmm. and me, Mike, and James were doing an Evil Men live in the theater, and tickets are going on sale soon. In fact, I bet by... I'm, I'm hopeful and positive by the time this episode is out, you will be able to buy tickets. So check our Instagram and Twitter. And the show notes for this episode. Oh, thank you, Mike. I'll yes. put a stinky little link in the show notes. Buy tickets as fast as you can, because they're going to go fast. Ticket prices are the same as going to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, getting a large popcorn, some M&Ms, and probably a big Diet Coke, or if you don't, regular Coke, if you don't care about your yeah. blood sugar. That's right. Um, or it's the same as going to a health food store and getting whatever they... Yeah, you know, the wheat germs. Yes. Yeah, wheat germ. Uh, it's like... It's, oh, Metamucil? Tickets are the same. <laughs> I take Metamucil every day, and that shit fucking costs a lot. <laughs> Tickets are the same price as going to Bulk Barn and getting three full <laughs> sacks of chocolate-covered pretzels. I bought... I'm actually not kidding. Do I, they sell Metamucil I, at Bulk Barn? <laughs> no, but that's a great idea. Oh. Speaking but of Metamucil, Ebony, I'm Ebony going pee, to me, but you, I'm oh, listening. Go ahead and go pee. Ebony says to me, um, oh, I'm going to make you know popcorn tonight and... You know, put stuff on it to make it extra good. Could you go buy me nutritional yeast at uh, Bulk Barn? I didn't know how much it was or how much she would use. I bought way too much. A sack of nutritional yeast, 15 bucks. Oh, my God. So what would you rather do? Buy a couple sacks of nutritional yeast or go to a show at a theater from a podcast you love? I would choose seeing a show at a, of a podcast I love at a theater rather than walking around the city carrying two sacks of uh, nutritional <laughs> yeast. If you, you are listening to this and going, I'd actually prefer walking around with two sacks of nutritional yeast, you are part of the problem. Yes. Thank you very much, Mike. Does it, it taste good? Is it on? Yeah. On popcorn, it kind of has a salty taste and I think it's good for you or I don't know. It's not bad for you. It's like a it's like putting some kind of sprinkle on your popcorn. The name doesn't sell it. Like if they call it like y- yummy powder, or like if they rebranded <laughs> nutritional yeast as like you're right, delicious uh, dust or something. A hundred percent agree. The name nutritional yeast. I have a like nutrition tr- nutritional yeast infection. <laughs> well, it's supposed to taste like a, almost like a cheddar topping, almost exactly. Right? I've heard of that. The replacement. It's good on popcorn. I don't know what it is, but. No, the just the, your wire was dangling and pulling the thing. Oh shit! <laughs> Crap! Edit it out. Edit it. 
Um, yeah. So does it taste good? Exactly like you say. It's kind of a salty, cheesy topping that Ebony likes to put on popcorn. I don't know what I don't know anything else about it, but she'll she'll go and make us popcorn and it's on it and it tastes pretty good, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I wonder if uh, other big uh, TV writers are eating it. <laughs> I just came up with an idea, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. It's really hot, and I haven't eaten much today. What if we, at our live show... I offered you a granola bar. August 24th at the Paradise Theater, what if we raffle off a sack... Of nutritional <laughs> yeast on stage. I would genuinely do that. Sure. There and the bulk barn is on the way. Yeah. There's a bulk barn at Bloor and Bathurst. So one of us will have to buy some of those uh uh like raffle tickets that you can get at like business depot or okay. something. Okay. Yeah. It's That's hard not idea. to buy five thousand candies when you're in the bulk barn, eh? There's um, so many great candy options in the bulk barn. Hey, bulk barn and T D sponsor us. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, not to go on and on about my stupid stomach, but you know, I can't eat gluten now. I have a it's torture. Oh, you, you do too. It's torture walking through Bulk Barn because you go, that looks good. And then you go, oh, there's probably fucking gluten in it. Yeah. That's, I'm just picturing you walking through Bulk Barn, <laughs> salivating, and then I, I crying, was. and then salivating and crying. I was because it's all like, here's a fun mix of pretzels and I chocolate. can't eat all that candy I was just t- talking yeah. about. It looks so good. I just got to look at it and drool onto the... Um, yeah, the plastic container mm. lid. And they Get got a scoop popcorn, and start just or, um, drooling into the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> they got peanut butter. They got all. They got cereal. I mean, bulk barns wild. They got tea. They got loose leaf tea just blowing around <laughs> yeah. the floor. Chris, do you ever have those like sugar free candies? Like they make sugar free gummy bears and sugar free, I'm sure, wine gums. Or do they taste just like a fake dream? Yes, and I also have sugar free. I had a sugar free Gatorade the other day. And I drink Coke Zero sometimes when I want a little treat. Um, they, they they always taste like a rubber version of the real thing. Something weird is in it. Mm. Like, a but little, I wonder yeah. because I've noticed as I've gotten older, I really can't eat or drink things that are too sugary. Like it tastes gross to me now. I think my taste just changed. Yeah, and I bet as you've now cut it out, if you did eat drink eat or drink something really sugary, you'd probably be like. Bleh! I think I remember before, like, I didn't have soda pop that often, but a full can of Coke was, like, really too much. Mm. Uh, and, like, if I got a burrito, I would get, a, like, a pineapple jarritos, har- you know those? Yeah. Pops? At, oh, it's like a Mexican Yeah, Mexican pop. pop. They're, They're so sweet. good. We had, like... Or if I got Caribbean, I'd get a ting, which was the grapefruit oh, cool. soda. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would always, like... I dr- it was too much. I drank pop as a kid, or soda... Every day. We had like, did you, Mike? Like, we had we two liter bottles through, of Coke or Pepsi or 7-Up. Like, I just drink it as my drink. We would go through a two liter bottle of Coke uh, or like d- the store brand cola every dinner time. Two yeah. liters of Coke. It's <laughs> I, I would too. Like, if I was thirsty, I drank 7-Up. It's crazy. It's, it's like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s, 90s was just like, pop was like juice. Yeah, like if your friends are over, you get a few big yeah. two liter pops. And that's what you drink for when you're thirsty. Like if you played yeah. outside and you're tired and thirsty, Time you drink a, a big Seven Up. Yeah. What the hell were we doing? Uh, well, well, guess it didn't harm us. Didn't harm us. Made us stronger. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Although maybe it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have like pizza pops and a freaking ginger ale. Oh, I had a pizza pops every day after school. Yeah. 
Terrence was pop. into those a lot. Yeah, he liked them every day. Too, oh, yeah. we should have talked about it when he was here. Damn <laughs> it, we'll have him back. Maybe we'll have him on. We haven't chosen our guests yet. Oh yeah, but for this live show, you better believe bigger show, bigger theater. We're gonna get some good guests. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be some really cool people joining us. It's going to be amazing. No duds. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything new happened between the last time we saw each other? Oh, something happened to me. What? I don't want to sound like an idiot, but it's just a thing to talk about. Um, I had to return a shirt to a store at the Eaton Center because I bought it online and I didn't like how it Was looked. it the one with the three pockets? Yeah, I returned I it. I knew you weren't fully sold on that. <laughs> Did you wear it last week? No, no, but I, I said to Chris, and you, what do you think? And Chris was like, I like it. But, but I can I like, say something? I no, pl- please. I didn't want to say this, <laughs> no, but the ahead. three pocket, like two in the front, one by the yeah. left mm. breast... It's kind of like a workman fashion that came into fashion about two, three years ago, and okay. it's kind of out now. I didn't you should have told it. me at the time. No, I... Because I, I was really like, I don't know about this, yeah. and you were like, yeah, I like it. I don't know. I think I was trying to encourage you because you <laughs> looked like you wanted to try something different. <laughs> but sometimes you, you got to go with your gut. <laughs> no, and trying something different, is, it's just not time for that. Uh, exactly. And you do not want to be out of fashion. You want to be at the cutting edge. You're right. Yeah, look at me now. I, yeah. mean, I look amazing. Well, weirdly enough, I've been thinking that I don't want to care about fashion anymore. I just want to look fucking crazy or put on whatever is <laughs> closest to me. Well, you know what? Not worrying what other people think is the coolest look of all. Damn, dude. Anyway. Dale Carnegie. I went to the store and... <laughs> I don't want to say, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to sound like I'm humble, humble bragging, but you know, I've been in a relationship for eight years. I'm engaged to be married. I'm yeah. just not thinking about ladies at all. I really haven't did in the, a long time. Did the sales clerk proposition you? Well, no, but I do <laughs> think the lady at the store was flirting with me. Awesome. And I mean, I'm not trying to be humble. I just don't think about that. What did she do? It doesn't happen to me. Like this, ever. So I was just like taken aback. What did she do? Nothing over the top. She was just like, <laughs> I don't know. She was just like, Chad. I mean, I also got the sense they work on commission, and it definitely could have been for that. But she was just like, oh, let me fix your collar. She said, you oh. look really handsome. Whoa. Did she rest her sort of head on your neck <laughs> and take a deep breath and then kiss your neck? Yes, but to me, that's just... You know, right. salesmanship. Yeah. No, she didn't do that. Try to upsell you on something. And then she's like, so where do you live? And stuff like that. <laughs> it just felt a little bit maybe flirty, I guess. But also might not have been. I, I, I feel like Can I, I could never something? tell. Absolutely. <laughs> um, chapter eight of Dale Carnegie's <laughs> book is actually called Flirting with James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. I oh, totally no, could have no. been wrong. I believe that she was flirting with you. And it and only because it just doesn't happen in my day-to-day life. I was taken aback and I I felt I'm even did, when I was single, I was terrible at trying to Did flirt. she say you're the first old white man I've ever <laughs> felt this way about? Uh yeah, could have been. Did she start walking toward the change room and start making the come hither motion and then blow you a kiss? <laughs> Did she say, want to join the Mile High Club <laughs> in the in change the center? <laughs> yeah. You know what was a little weird, though? Because I was changing shirts, and I'm like, do you think this fits? Do you think that fits? And then sort of she kind of, pe- she did peer in while I had no shirt on. And it's like, yeah, I think oh you're this God. size. 
Which is maybe a little. Uh, Did you take a? You picture? know what? That's way unprofessional. It is peeking I guess. in the change room at well, a shirtless man. I did it because it was only my shirt. I didn't have the curtain drawn completely. It was a bit of a of a. Did you have your dick out? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Okay, just yeah. wanted to check. But you had your tits out. I well, yes. Oh my god! Did she compliment your nipples? <laughs> no, no, okay. no. But it's obviously, nice. it's I nice. I was completely appropriate and just yeah. friendly. But it was just like, oh, is this woman just being a, a salesman or a saleswoman? Or is she kind of flirting? I don't know. But also, I feel like men probably think this every time they go to a damn store and a woman's nice to them. They probably <laughs> think they're flirting. Did it make you, uh, did it put a spring in your step to think, hey, I may be getting up in years, but I've still got it. Kind of. She was quite a bit younger than me. Not <laughs> disgustingly so, just seemed younger. Was and she, I thought, well, that's was she, flattering, I guess. Was she the age of consent? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, what is it, 13 in Ontario? No, just kidding. She, yeah, I don't know. She was probably in her late 20s or something, which still is a pretty big gap from my old ass. That's good. That's such a good boost to your ego. I'm glad that happened. Thank you. It was no big deal at all. You had a spring in your step for the rest of your day. I spring in my step the rest of my day. Is that the expression? Yeah. Is it true, though? Because you kept messaging saying you went back to that store every day this week <laughs> to try and repeat that uh, yeah. experience and it didn't you had, it had sort of diminishing returns yeah and i saw her talking fr- being friendly to another 40 year old man and i screamed in who the is store. he <laughs> who is he and what does he want with you and you were sitting in your car eating fast food all night until the store was closed <laughs> until she yeah. left the store you said i look good in that shirt yeah, and i heard I'm you like say he so looked good sweaty in that shirt. and farting yeah, she's holding hands with a giant guy covered in tats, and you yell from your car, Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I thought peeking in on a man in the change room was our thing. <laughs> I mean, she kind of side-eyed. I don't know. What I don't the know. Hell? I don't know. These saleswomen. If you saw her with another man walking home, <laughs> would you run over the man and tell her to get into your car? There's a part of me that would be relieved because I felt it was flattering, but I also felt awkward. And I... So if if I saw definitive proof that she wasn't flirting, there's a part of me that would be like, oh, good. It was just being a salesman. Chris Mm -hmm. Chris and I are totally willing to go to the store and question her a bit just to get to the bottom of this. I I do have to return another shirt. (laughs) So if you guys do want to come, I think you need us to come with you. I'll let you you know. (laughs) This week. You need us to come with you. All right. We can be your two uncles. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, we could. When we walk into the store, we'll loudly go, "Which one is she, James? <laughs> point her out. Show us uh, your sweetheart. Point out, point her out to your and uncles." I, and I do just want to point out, there was like three other people who were really eager to help in the store. So I think it's commission based, and it absolutely yeah. could have been that. You know what? There, every time I go to my local McDonald's, there's this lady who works there that asked me to help her take out the garbage every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of sexy. Hey, <laughs> sums up. <clears throat> I just hope uh, this is a nightmarish thought, but I'm going to share it. My worst fear is that that saleswoman's partner or husband is listening to this, mm. and he hears it, and he just flips his lid, becomes furious, and now he's after you. That Honey, would suck. Is this about you? You work at a shirt store. <laughs> I would say pull up the surveillance footage and you will see that I was 1,000% inappropriate at all times. 1,000%. I mean, the judge is like, too late. And once I thought, maybe is she flirting with me, I became 
a little bit awkward and uncomfortable, and I barely, I just chuckled. And I would yeah, love to I didn't say that. anything. I would you love to that. view that. That and if I could pull it up, I would happily show yeah. all our listeners. The funny yeah. thing is, is men like us, we are dying for a woman to show that she thinks we're cute or interesting or something. But then as, as soon as it does happen in real life, you weirdly shut it down. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I know I what felt, you mean. You're like, And okay. the honest truth is I'm a little, I almost don't want to go back in case she's there because I don't want to have to what you do be is nice, you walk in, but also be like, no. Here's what you do, James. You walk in and then put some butter on your ring finger. And just oh. as you walk in, oh. sneeze. And, and then your engagement ring falls off. And you make a big production go like, oh, no, my engagement ring <laughs> fell off. I'm engaged okay. to my fiance. Usually men don't wear the engagement ring. But I guess I could yeah. get one. You could get one. With a big yeah. diamond on it. And wear a shirt with Ebony's face on it. <laughs> uh, Next time you... That says future husband. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe yeah, a yeah. t-shirt that says future husband is enough. <laughs> Or a hat. <laughs> or a hat. Yeah. If she says... Invite uh, her to the wedding as well. If she is there when you go in next time and she says, uh, we should hang out sometime, mm. uh, then you say, for a commission? <laughs> <laughs> or I could be like, sure, my fiance and I would could see a movie with you. <laughs> One girl said that to me when I, I was know. single. I know. That's a real yeah. story that happened to you. Yeah. When I was, when I was single once, I tried to say hey would you like to hang out sometime and the girl's like yeah i'd love to my boyfriend and i could go you could go hang out i guess what did you see what did you see no i obviously didn't hang out with her and her boyfriend i james you should have taken that (laughs) as an opportunity to pit yourself against her boyfriend right i love pitching pitching uh picturing you in the movie theater and then whispering to him beat it pal (laughs) (laughs) i've been with her for four years yeah Ha 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 ha! <laughs> laughing harder at the funny parts of the movie. Yeah, like I get it. I understand sausage yeah. party more than your boyfriend does. <laughs> sausage party. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Wow. Well, you're doing great. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, people, I told you, uh, babes yeah, what, love the salt and pepper look. You know, too, yeah. Too bad I didn't have it years ago. In a way. <laughs> You yeah, know? babes love a 20-year-old man with a salt and pepper look. Yeah. What happened to you? You get scared or something? <laughs> uh, is, that what hap- is that why men and women go gray? Because they, be- they become more and more scared of life and then... Scared of death, I think, <laughs> yeah. Of- that oh, okay. kind of tracks. Right. Do you fi- I found when I was young, I w- any dark joke about dying or getting sick was funny to me. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I don't like that because yeah. that could happen now. Now we're fragile <laughs> and uh, we understand uh, that we could die at any second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched that Murdaw murder. Speaking of evil men, like he could definitely be an episode. But did you see the Netflix Murdaw like, oh. family... Murdoch Miss. It's M A U R D A U G H, something like that. Murdaw. Murdaw. No, I don't no, know. no. Murdaw. Anyways, maybe we'll do an episode so I won't talk about it. But like. Cool. Yeah, having a family and being older, yeah. And even. We're not having a family, just being older and closer to death yourself. Yeah, scary Kinda stories sucks. hit. You kind of got to just focus on <laughs> it. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to approach death alone. Yo, death <laughs> hits different now. <laughs> Low-key death. (laughs) (laughs) Death is low-key. It's hitting different. Yeah. Uh, I'm dead-ass afraid of death. (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) Before we get to our evil man this week, you know what time it is. 
It's time to mention that we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evilmen. If you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. And you get to join our Discord, chat with us, leave topic suggestions and weird way cooler whatever suggestions or all sorts of stuff. And we really appreciate it. And it really helps us keep going and try to build a podcast. So please check it out if you're interested. Patreon.com slash evilmen. Evil. And also, like Christy said, check out the show notes because we have a live show August 24th at the Paradise Theater. Please come. We would love to see you. It'll be such a great time. Don't you agree? Yes. Come to the show. It's going to kick your brain into high gear. It's going to be so fun. And your tukus. It's going to kick your, kick your brain kick your tukus. And if you've been putting off, maybe, you, maybe you're one of our international listeners. If you've been putting off a visit to Toronto, why not combine your visit to Toronto hey, with tickets August to is August is a great time to travel and yeah. a good time to be in the city. Mm-hmm. Nice and warm. Can I make a stinger for it? Please. Live show, August 24th. That was good. So before we move on, let's have a word from our partner, Athletic Greens. I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel really good. It really improves my energy. Yeah, me too. I've been taking it every morning with a glass of water before uh, having toast and eggs and anything. And uh, I've noticed a lot in uh, a lot of difference in digestion and uh, metabolism speeding up, maybe, and uh, overall energy. Yeah, I'm into th- athletic greens. I got to tell you. Yeah, they sent us uh, AG1. To try out, and I genuinely, 100%, actually, really do like it. Yeah, it's helped my digestion too. Feels good getting all your vitamins and minerals at once. It's like complicated if you want to try to take a bunch of different supplements. This all comes together, and that's it's really nice to just have one scoop of powder in water once a day. Boom, there's all the stuff you need. Yeah, honestly, me got big dumb brain. And it feels like my brain is coated with uh, big hunks of cheese and bacon fat a lot of the times. Yeah. And since I've been taking Athletic Greens regularly, it feels like it's chipped away at that and given my brainal uh, lobes more breathing space, like energy. Does that make sense? Yes. It's a nice way to make yourself healthier without having to do a lot. Here's a package, mix it in some water, and you're doing good stuff to your body. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really have enjoyed getting AG1. I'm going to keep getting it. I really like it. And uh, Chris, it sounds like you do too, my friend. I say yes to Athletic Greens. If you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash evilmen. That's athleticgreens.com slash evilmen. Check it out. Beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> Michael, you chose the evil man this week. Hey, did you pick? Thank you, James, for the opportunity to share my evil man pick this week. And also, Chris, it's nice to see you. This, <laughs> this week, and I'm looking you both straight in the eyes. Uh, you, you see, I, I look. My appearance is clean. Uh, my apartment is clean right now. I'm standing up straight, mm-hmm. oh, uh, and that's because nice. I'm here to tell you that this week's Evil Men subject is a bit of a biggie and a local hero. 
We're actually recording in his neighborhood right now. He lives near our friend Nick. Yes. <laughs> it is, of course, Professor Jordan Peterson. Wow. Right. I always forget about the professor part. He's the I, mad professor. I think he was at U of T when I was there, or if not, just after. Yeah. But cool. um, Mike, when I saw that this was the topic you picked, I couldn't believe it because to me, this is one of the it. one of the ones... You know, people always say you got to do Jordan Peterson, but I was always intimidated to take it on because it's like, oh, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a lot of I work. Mean, just thinking of Jordan Peterson, his like physical presence, his <laughs> voice, he's an intimidating prospect. But amazing, kudos to you, Mike. What a, you know, this is a heavy hitter. Thanks, James. You're, you're welcome. Excited Thanks, to learn about this interesting <laughs> man who I yeah. hear has a best-selling book or something. <laughs> He's uh, lighting up the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, yeah. what about cool. the Toronto Star bestseller list? Toronto Star bestseller yeah. list in the Globe and Mail. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Jordan Burnt Peterson. What? B-E-R-N-T. His middle name, it's... Uh, Burnt. Nor- Norwegian? What It's a hell? Norwegian Burnt origin. and Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> Burnt. And, um... Jordan Burnt. His... His middle name is actually a portmanteau of both Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Burnt. <laughs> Burnt. <laughs> Burnt. And he kind of looks like uh, Bert. And he talks like Kermit the Frog. This guy Holy was made shit. in Jim Henson's but Muppet Warehouse. Don't you think his, yeah, his head looks just Workshop. like... Is Bert the one with the skinny head? Yeah, Burnt. He looks like Bert. Yeah. And talks like Ernie. So he's Burnt. Burnt. <laughs> <laughs> And he would not approve of their lifestyle, though. Hey, Bert. No, he wouldn't. He'd be oh, crying. Right. These two men don't have wives. <laughs> if two men, two Muppets <laughs> love each other, there will be chaos. <laughs> so Jordan Burnt Peterson, also known as Jorpy. Let's just call him Burnt. Burnt is a Canadian psychologist, author, media commentator, and some would say style icon. We've, uh, we've all seen him uh, dressed up in his fedoras and his nice suits. And yes, it reminds me of that amazing Paula yeah. Abdul video with Cab Calloway. <laughs> yes. Remember? <laughs> Opposites attract. Opposites attract. Yeah. Everyone watch that video right now. Two steps forward, three I, steps back. We go yeah. together because <laughs> opposites attract. Opposite so clearly should cl- attract. So that was when like a swing sort of was, revival was sort of slowly bubbling up. I think it was in the wake of Cool World. Swing <laughs> jazz. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Great film. But obviously the Opposites Attract video with Cab Calloway. And like there's a cat cartoon in a yeah. zoot suit. I actually didn't know Is that it was MC Cab Calloway. Scat? I thought that was the... I don't know who the cat was. I Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Cab Calloway's in it. Like very old, old version. I love Cab Calloway, by the way. Heidi, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Clearly that video left a huge impression on young Burnt. Yeah. <laughs> young Burnt, he, his mind was blown by Paula hey, Abdul Bert. and MC Scat Cat or whatever. Oh, there you go. <laughs> My good was? Did you check? Uh, sorry. What, what do you want me to check? I can fact check Opposites it. Opposites attract. Let's let we Mike need a producer. I yeah. really, we knocked Mike off course so quickly. I'll, I'll check. Okay. Um... Burnt began to <laughs> receive widespread attention in the late 2010s for his views on culture and political issues, and he's often described as conservative. Although he denies that he's conservative, he's one of those guys who's like, oh, you don't know, I don't align myself with either side. That, uh, and yet only retweets Pierre Polyev yeah. uh, and like right-wing Canadian politicians. That's and so stupid. I'm sure there are some people that are not, you know, they are 
you know, nebulous in their political affiliation, yeah. but he's so blatantly, he <laughs> rails on Trudeau and Chow and like and Kathleen Wynne, like every right wing Canadian. Only associates dude. with American, like far right yeah. pundits. Give me a yeah. break. And doesn't anyway. he think like Rex Murphy is like really fucking awesome? They hang out, they have boys' nights where they eat meals and they, they look absolutely miserable. Do they put ketchup on their meal? No. <laughs> well, right? We'll get, Nothing. We'll get to his diet and his. His poos later. <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm yeah, interested. Peterson Burnt has described himself as a classical British liberal and a traditionalist. So he's a, he sees himself as an old style English gentleman. Um, I saw that dude, um, Paul Joseph Watson, like the um, InfoWars dude. He says he's a classical liberal too. What the fuck does that mean? I think. Like you're right. Is that just a way to say you're right wing that's trying I th- to be I fun, guess so. Like clever? I like. Harkening uh, back to what, like Adam Smith or something, right. or like I have no idea. Too ignorant to know. But um, let's get to uh, Burns' early years. So Jordan Peterson was born on the twelfth of June, nineteen sixty-two, just as uh, just before Beatlemania <laughs> ripped across the world. Mm. He was born. Did you guys know this? Edmonton, Alberta. The guy's a darn cowboy. I he's did a, know that. Really? I knew he was from Al- Alberta. Anyway. Yeah, he's oh, uh, awesome. He's a. Uh, there's some good mountains in Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Good comedians. Yeah. Well, he, he's a rugged guy. Oh, the improv. Uh, what's that big improv theater Rapid there? Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire Theater. They have Loose Im- Moose. Improv. No, that's Calgary, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? They have the. the I wonder if he ever went to Improvaganza. <laughs> Can anyone give us a location <laughs> and a um, and a thing to cry about? Yeah. So he grew up in <laughs> Fairview, a small town in the northwest of the province. So he's from. Basically, like the middle of nowhere, a tiny uh, mm. town in Alberta. He uh, he's got uh, his his mother was named Beverly. She was a librarian. And his father was named Walter. Walter reminds me of uh, Jeff Dunham's uh, old uh, <laughs> grumpy old man character. Well, mm. yeah. Uh, what was his father? Walter was a school teacher. So librarian, school teacher, very little house on the prairie type of yeah. uh, existence. Yeah. And yes, his middle name is Burnt after his Norwegian great grandfather. This is interesting. Okay. He had like a sort of political shift in his, uh, in his life. In junior high school, Jordan Peterson became friends with future uh, premier of Alberta, Rachel Notley, who was the head of the New Democratic Party. Oh, so, but she, and she was like, you know, they're basically a socialist party. Yeah, and as a teenager, Burnt himself uh, was a member of the New Democratic Party. Really? Yeah. Sorry, I think I did get MC Scat Cat mixed up with Cab Calloway, but he's uh, not, I don't think he's in the video. Well, that's But okay. he was in a video... Anyways. No, that's okay. It's, it's important. It is important to me. But I now I'm looking at pictures of Cab Calloway and thinking of Jordan Peterson, and yeah, he's a big Similar fan. style, similar yeah. vibe. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, the cool, downtown cool kind of... Mm. Uh, but I still say that Someone his wardrobe, I mean, I know he's a huge fan of Dostoevsky and Nietzsche and all the greats, yeah, yeah, yeah. but fashion sense, 100% MC Scat Cat. Someone you wouldn't <laughs> be shocked to see at a jazz club. Yeah. yeah. Huh, I can't stop snapping my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> go, cat, go. So, yeah, between 13 and 18... Uh, Burnt was a member of the New Democratic Party, and he defined himself as an atheist hmm. as well. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. As a young man, he became obsessed with the Cold War and the possibility of nuclear apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I remember being in grade school and teachers saying, like, well, if USA and Russia go to war, what's in the middle of them? It's us. Yeah. And I was like, shit, man. 
She's yeah. like, shut the fuck up, Teach. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that scary shit. <laughs> uh, we're trying to have fun. Uh, we're going through puberty, if you didn't yeah. notice. <laughs> I got to get laid, dude, before the bombs drop. A group of... Uh, I feel like a lot of 80s movies was about that. <laughs> probably right. <laughs> a group of wayward nerds try and lose their virginity before the bombs drop. <laughs> After graduating from high school in 1979, great year for music. Yeah. Uh, Jordan. Punk was turning into New Wave. Yep. He uh, went to a regional college in Grand Prairie to study political science and English lit. And he was studying to be a corporate lawyer, which seems... Sell out. Yeah, sell out. For, oh, a guy really? who was, for a guy who was NDP? A leftist, yeah, Fuck yeah. Off. And he says that during this time, he read the George Orwell book, The Road to Wigan Pier, which significantly affected his uh, worldview and educational focus. Right. Which is weird, because that book, is it, it chronicles how... Uh, in, like how awful the living conditions and working conditions of like miners in like Yorkshire were in mm. like the 30s or 40s or maybe the yeah right and it's like a sort of socialist book about like how people should they should have better living it's conditions it's weird cuz like i i don't well maybe you you'll inform us but i don't see anything of this influence in what i know of jordan peterson today but i also don't know a ton like yeah. of, of this sort of socialist background yeah yeah apparently he does believe in like Universal uh, health care and shit like that? I think so. And like well, some form of wealth redistribution. redistribution. But Even like, yeah. I, I've noticed like there is this new breed of like Joe Rogan kind of guy. And they I, they do seem to be like pro-universal health care, pro-universal basic income. But yeah. they're just weird about other shit. Isn't that why they all relocated to uh, Austin. Austin? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, after Jorpo... Graduated from the U of Alberta with a BA in political science. He took a year off to go backpacking across Europe mm. uh, to study the psychological origins of the Cold War. He also started reading the works of Jung, Nietzsche, uh, and Dostoevsky. Fun trip for a Holy young man shit. to take. There you go. <laughs> you know, lying on the beach reading uh, the brothers Karamazov, <laughs> whatever. Mm. He then returned to North America, uh, went back to school in Alberta, then moved to Montreal to go to McGill hey. in 1985, where he remained until 1983. That means he spent a lot of time in Montreal in the 80s when music like Corey Hart, Men Without Hats. Oh, Mitsu. were they in Montreal? Yeah, yeah. And also that would be a build-up to the Quebec separation, because I think that was 94, where they, they uh, oh, held the a Mitch referendum yeah, yeah. on separating, and they, the no barely won. no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, from 93 to 1998, this is interesting. Like so many Canadians with ambition, friends of ours, he moved to the United States mm -hmm. to uh, Massachusetts to teach and conduct research at Harvard University. Oh, I so thought he, he went to shit. LA to like pitch a show or something. <laughs> he probably will now. Mm -hmm. um, damn, Harvard. I wonder if he was part of the what's it called the Hasty Pudding Club, where all the great comedians came out of Harvard, like Conan yeah. O'Brien, oh, yeah. all the SNL people. Yeah, kind of is annoying that they all went to Harvard for some reason. Yeah, it's hard for uh, regos. Remember the Simpsons though would make fun of it, like mm -hmm. oh, I went to Harvard, like kind of pretending to be a comedy writer, and uh, yeah. the itchy and scratchy guy throws a thing at his head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So he spent some years, yeah, in around Harvard. Around Boston, which I couldn't help but asking, do you think Jordan Peterson ever saw the drop kick Murphys <laughs> uh, when they were starting out? 
Well, wow. did you see him dancing to that band, that video a while ago? Yes, and he was like crying. Yes. Tra- There's like a shitty yes. like blues bar he, band. He talked about it on Joe Rogan, I think, and he was like, "The music, it was the you know there were the energy of the moment." Like he was crying about just a regular country band at a bar. Like fucking hell! Yeah, I really don't think before? he's well adjusted enough for normal civilization to comment on anything. No, he's. This bar was called TGI Friday. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) It's Friday. (laughs) You could tell the cheese on the nachos was Kraft single slices (laughs) melted in a microwave, but it was still very fun. (laughs) I'm sorry, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Joe. Don't smoke a joint and then punch me. (laughs) They had half price oppies. I couldn't believe my eyes. Jalapeno (laughs) popper is hot. And the cheese is hot when you bite in, but it's delicious. (laughs) They have this device called a mechanical bull for young men to (laughs) test their metal and to feel something for once in their lives. (laughs) (laughs) In 98, he returned... Uh, to Toronto to take on a full-time professorship position at the University of Toronto. Oh, we was... the North. Can I say something? <laughs> so I, I was definitely at U of T when he was there, and yeah. I I do remember. I, I believe people like he. I think he would get talked about as kind of a young, a young like, Turk, <laughs> kind of a young like sort of getting well-known professor. This a little is crazy bit, professor who cries his balls off. <laughs> You gotta see it. I want to say to our listeners, it's a hundred percent okay for a man to cry, but we're making a joke about a man who is very, very mean and cries all the time. So something's up. Yeah, whatever. I cry. I cried. Uh, a tear fell down my eye when I saw the first eight minutes for free of Guardians of the Galaxy Part Three because I guess something happens to Rocket. Anyways. I cry in movies and shows sometimes. I, yeah. Anyway. <gasps> Beginning and so here's where his sort of media career begins in 2003. He started appearing on uh, TV, speaking on like psychological subjects uh, as an expert, um, especially on TV Ontario, the provincial public broadcaster. He appeared on shows the uh, Big Ideas, Studio and Two, The Agenda, and oh. there's a picture here. My Google dad used to watch that show of him dressed yeah. like he's yeah like Cab Calloway, like he's in the cast of Guys and Dolls as that friend of the show. So Jesse cool. Hawkins said. Um, Agenda Steve Pakin, is that his show? Steve Pakin's yep. Agenda, yeah. Um, yeah, he's dressed like that I Think You Should Leave sketch where he has yeah. to give away <laughs> fedoras and cigars to everybody because <laughs> he bought too many. He also didn't look as good there as he does now. Well, maybe, maybe it's all the fucking meat. I think the induced coma may really <laughs> help clear up his skin. Well, sleep is supposed to be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he while teaching he maintained I need my beauty sleep they give him an induced coma (laughs) 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 sorry Mike Uh, while he was you know a rising star in the media and he was teaching at U of T he uh, he did maintain like a small clinical practice so imagine being one of his 20 patients that he would see you show up to your Hmm. therapist and he's dressed like he's uh, in yeah guys and dolls or some film noir movie (laughs) he's crying and you're like um. Yeah, you're like, I was born a man, but I know deep inside I'm a woman. And he's like, No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. I know that for a fact. That's how I've felt all my life. And then he just puts his fedora on and goes, Rat a tat tat. You're like, What in the fuck? <laughs> 
Now he got in trouble. I guess the as a psych, psychologist, there's like the the governing body, the Ontario College of Psychologists. Um, they came down on his ass hard mm-hmm. because he has a tendency to retweet uh, politi- like he retweeted uh, Pierre Polyev, the leader of the Canadian Conservative Party. He often retweets criticism of Trudeau. And he was tweeting, like retweeting Ben Shapiro, and mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro was like, uh, you know, lockdowns don't work, masks don't work, <laughs> open society up again. And the college of psychologists was like, you gotta, you can't do that. And they said, like, you have to take a, a social media coaching course to, like, uh, so you know what you're allowed to do as part of the organization. And he's, he got pissed off about it. And because said, that's fascism, dude. Yeah. So he was Considering like, other people as fascism. He's still in court arguing that he doesn't want to take a like two-week social media training course. Oh, God. James, this might make you sad because you're an alumnus uh, yeah. of U of T. That's right. In the fall of 2021, Peterson retired from uh, U of T. That's crazy. So he was teaching classes like while he was this big celeb? Yes. Wow. So, that must have been a weird vibe taking his class. Like, So the thing that blew him up, so we'll get to this, this is the thing how... I think he first came on my radar, probably anyone listening, maybe you guys. Um, he was just like an everyday professor, a maverick, maybe in academia. Mm. But in 2016, he started making YouTube videos criticizing a Canadian piece of legislation called Bill C-16 that would have made, uh, would have protected gender identity and expression uh, in the law and made it illegal to to discriminate against people based on their gender, their chosen gender identity. Mm-hmm. And he felt that this was uh, against like the law and it, that it would it compel people to, to speak and behave in ways that they didn't want to and that it was like political correctness gone mad mm-hmm. and it was an infringement of his freedom of speech, basically. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing was that at U of T, he was like, I will not call a student by their preferred pronouns. And this was in 2016. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, one of the first times I heard about this entire controversy. Right. Yeah. I actually yeah, can't same. believe he's only been famous since 2016. Yeah. It I still feels, remember feels the like original... So long ago. I know. I still remember the original video, too. Like him standing outside with yeah. a couple students on his side arguing with some other students. Do you right. remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sort of. And he basically... Sort of Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> he compared... This legislation that would, you know, uh, infringe on his rights and compel him to use language he didn't want with, like, basically the crimes of Joseph Stalin. And he wrote an article saying this is like, it's part of the Marxist doctrines that killed 100 million people in the 20th century. And this is someone just being asked to, like, can you call me he, him, or they, them, or whatever. Yeah. So, is it an overreaction? Who's to say? (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a brick wall in his mind that uh, I feel some as thoughts though just can't get past. <laughs> I feel as though too sometimes his explanations as to why he's he feels a certain way he obfuscates how he feels with bringing up mythology and archetypes. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah, that and was his whole stories, argument. and it's like I don't really feel as though you've given a good. Um, rationale as to why you feel this way but you're he's very good with language and he can sort of it feels like he's bullshitting for five minutes and you're like i guess that makes sense but what have you really said but he's he's referencing people like joseph campbell and nietzsche or something or whoever the fuck else uh 
who were men in the world in an extremely different time. Right. And I I just want to say, like, you and I are fans of Dostoevsky. Uh, I like reading some Nietzsche sometimes. Like, I think, like, he ruins them for some people. Oh, yeah. Because that's not what those guys meant. Like, <laughs> Nietzsche's uh, philosophy is pretty hardcore sometimes, but he's always theorizing, and he's got the greater good of the people in his mind. Like, his sister published that one demented book that, like, Hitler used or whatever. Right, right. Uh, what was it? The Will to Power or something? Yeah. But, like, everything else is, like, a still a very humanist philosophy. So he fucking dements these philosophies and warps them, like what you're saying, to to argue his points. And so, yeah, it de facto, like, makes these, like, seem like he's an ally with these ancient, like, legends. Yeah. But or he's aligning himself with that philosophy. But that it's just his fucking narrow-minded interpretation of the doctrines that he loves so damn much. And that's how he confuses the young guys who are, like, lost. Like, I feel like... He can dazzle people who don't know anything. Like, they, he's often referred to as, like, a dumb person's idea of a smart person. Because he... Yeah, it's like, you know when you get to university, you put a Scarface poster up in your dorm room? <laughs> he's that. He's literally just that. Well, I was... I made a note here about his book, 12 Rules for... Uh, 12 Rules Scarface for Life. Scarface posters. Which, <laughs> take down your Scarface poster... <laughs> Put up a Pulp Fiction poster. <laughs> Go to the Imaginus Fair and get a Nietzsche poster. So that book, Twelve Rules for Life, only came out in 2018. I thought that's it was fucking like, crazy. I thought that was 10 forever. to 15 years old. But um, I wrote down, yeah, the, the rules. I would love to know the rules because I, I mentioned to you, Mike, before we started. Like, I, I I might be ignorant on this, but I thought at first, like. He he maybe had some non-objectionable advice that seemed to be helpful that some not badly meaning wayward young men found helpful, and then it got weird. But I don't know if that's in, right. In a vacuum, these rules fine, probably good like things to think of if your life is a total mess. I guess like it's like stand up straight with your shoulders back. Is that, is that rule one? Yeah, and he's basically just like a finger wagging like grandma. Like he's, right. he sounds like a, yeah. I wrote down these yeah, are the rules. Read them. The rules of fuddy duddy gives to Slipknot fans. <laughs> basically, <Okay. laughs> uh, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. So treat I guess. yourself like okay. Make that's a, friends. That's a smooth sentence. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a professional writer. <laughs> <laughs> treat yourself as if you're the responsible to person that you're helping them <laughs> with. It's what? Borat's rules for. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of sounds like rule Canadian number three. Borat. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> number four, sexy time. Uh, number three, make friends with people who want the best for you. Ah. Wait, what was number two? That was uh, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. How and, do you know someone wants the best for you right away? That's the thing. And sorry, rule number one is stand up straight with your shoulders back. Rule number two is treat yourself like someone, someone else that would you responsible help. for helping. Yeah. Walk around the street. <laughs> with your shoulders straight, back upright, looking for friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> Do you have my best interest in mind? <laughs> you push I don't your even shoulders fucking too know far you, back, man. Like a peacock. Yeah. And sorry, number three is make friends with people who want the best for you. Right. Number four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who uh, not to who someone else is today. 
These are in a nut, like in a yeah, vacuum. Like they're not they're bad fine to go by. I've gotten suggest. this advice when I've put twenty five cents into one of those bubble machines when I'm leaving <laughs> Canadian Tire. They come with gum, <laughs> <laughs> right beside the one that dispenses homies. Remember yeah, those toys. Yeah, homies. homies. What were homies? And like sticky <laughs> bugs that you can yeah. throw against the window. Oh yeah, what were homies? They were these little rap themed figurines. What? Yeah, they came in like the plastic egg. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I don't think that they would homies. be um, appropriate. Today, no. <laughs> homies. <laughs> right. homies, homies. Let me just rattle through the rest Sorry, of these. Mike. It, um, is, it is. It's really like each one is enjoyable. Yeah. So we're on number number five. At, coming in at number five this week, we have do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Okay. So if you got a, a baby who's shitting or pissing, <laughs> you gotta get rid of that kid. Yeah, down the toilet you go. It, that's actually insane because your children are different people. Yeah. And they're also babies. Do you dislike your children? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. See, here is it's subtle, it's subtle, subtle, subtle. To, but here's the beginning of his what I think he has is a very narrow minded control freak. It's pretty uh, authoritarian. OCD. Yeah. And could be you know, use the F word. Yeah, like everybody who is the most fascist is always calling everyone else fascist. It's fucked when you, something doesn't agree with their narrow mind <laughs> worldview. Number six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Which, if that was the case, yes. nothing would ever change, nothing would ever move forward. Or well, And or, if you look at his house when he's doing like videos <laughs> from his desk, it's a fucking mess. Like, well, people he might, have already pointed he might mean that metaphorically. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like... He, no, but he, doesn't he say tie to your room or whatever? He does, but I guess you could take it either way. But it's interesting if his literal house is a mess. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but he clearly has a lot of problems, so he should listen to that. You yeah. know, he's got all these issues. Yeah. He could listen to that himself. He's like, don't criticize it. There's like b- raw blood from a pork chop <laughs> dripping out of his mouth. He okay. was a drug addict that had to be d- induced into a coma to stay alive. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anyways, get um, your house in order. <laughs> Pursue what is number seven. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Okay. Thanks. Uh, number eight. Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. So he's being a bit cheeky with this one. This motherfucker sat at a Chinese restaurant and ate twelve uh, <laughs> fucking fortune cookies, fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, "I got a book idea." <laughs> Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. He went to a Chinese restaurant and said, "Can I just have some fortune cookies and some water, please?" Uh, <laughs> Didn't even get. Not this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one? Sorry? He just sits and cries and eats fortune cookies. Yeah. Uh, number eight was. Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't, which is pretty self-serving as well. That's the well, thing. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to be like... He not- wants everybody outside of his mind to fit in correctly into the uh, slots of his, how he thinks the world should be. <laughs> I sort of don't find these so, like objectionable. They're just basic. Mm-hmm. Number 10. Uh, I see the, the like what you said, the authoritarian, like domineering, control freaky thing. Yeah, l- creeping in and... Uh, Number 10, be precise in your speech. Uh, Number 11, do not bother children while they are skateboarding. Simpsons fan. Simpsons fan. What is that? So when children are playing, let them play? I guess so. Do not bother children. So he doesn't like Mr. Wilson. That already conflicts... That already conflicts with don't let your children do, be yeah. do something that you don't like. Mr. Peterson, uh, my kid won't stop skateboarding. It's making me dislike him. Let them skateboard. <laughs> 
Number 12, this one is a nice... Always end on a, something cute. Number 12 is uh, pet a cat when you encounter one in the street. Bruno, that's for you, buddy. Um, hmm. I mean... Very good. Typical cat guy, you know. Pet a cat, so... So enjoy Every, so the simple things in life. Take a moment and be in the moment and enjoy the simple things. I assume that means. So a few yes. years ago, everybody was reading this book on the subway. <laughs> yeah. And you saw a bunch of guys with beards and tattoos coming from CrossFit, desperately searching the streets for cats to pet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I haven't pet a cat today. My life's shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Men aren't men anymore. <laughs> um, interesting, though, because like, my understanding is that that book had broad appeal. It wasn't necessarily yeah. like seen as um, politically, uh, you know, as politically divisive as, divisive as he is. Like, yeah, this book was almost like an Oprah-ish. Like, yeah, my mom was genuinely like, "I heard this book is good," and yeah, I was like, uh, "And I don't think." I mean, I totally accept your guys' interpretations, but to me, there it's just kind of like a self-help, like basic stuff. I don't find it objectionable. He, is, but they're weird. Eh. Like some of them are weird. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. Like half and it's half and half for me. Some of them sound as ambiguous as like astrology mm. or like a Chinese fortune cookie, like I said. But it's like. I guess I feel like there's enough to. He probably to knew that that self help fodder would make like, money. What's that? He probably knew that that self help fodder BS oh, would for make sure. money. For like, sure. That's all. For sure. But it, yes, it seems extremely like a basic thing, literally, like you'd read in a you yeah. know, fortune cookie. Yeah, the book's not like these are my beliefs. The book is like whatever. Right. I don't know. I didn't read the book. Is it just a list? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. It's a hardcover book with one page. <laughs> 12 pages. I saw Drake released a book. Oh, remember I sent you that DJ Khaled reading it? And it's literally Is like a sentence. Kind of, but it was like a sentence a page. And DJ Khaled's like, you can't make this shit up, man. Drake wrote a book, man. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> he just kept saying that. And Did you see that pages. video of DJ Khaled slam dunking on his boat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my DJ God. DJ Khaled doesn't go down on women, right? That's no. The, that's the thing? No. What the hell? But he certainly goes down on every other type of food available. <laughs> oh, good one. I've got more than enough of other types of stuff to eat <laughs> on my yacht. No, just joking, DJ Khaled. It's all love for me. Yeah, it's all love too. for me, too. And we'd love to have you yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, we'd love And we'd love to go on your yacht. So the book, The 12 Rules for Life, I think it was primarily aimed at like uh, sort of like lost young men to provide like kind of like harsh but like realistic... Uh, Basically, like, man-up advice. And it seemed as though he was positioning himself as, like, a parasocial father figure to, yes. to men who to these don't know where they fit lost in. lost young white men we're always <laughs> hearing about. So, he, they, so they found him, but also he was looking for that role. Well, he, I think, was positioning himself, yeah, right. as, as that. Right. Yeah, and right, yeah. It is so funny, not the first person to say it, that he is regarded... He's accused of, like, you know, uh, fostering and... Uh, creating an, uh, a new type of toxic masculinity and his fans are kind of like want to be like alpha guys mm-hmm. and he is a, like a wiener crying grandmother who is their leader which is like the funniest <laughs> it's really it's like funny. the Wizard of Oz like, oh man we should have had Foisy on for this one he went to the Zizek versus Peterson or the debate debate <laughs> hmm. So apparently, like Zizek was just burning him the whole time and he was like laughing at it <laughs> 
In uh, let's talk about Jordan Peterson. He's a, quite a, an avid social media user, and he's had he's run into some trouble in the past over this. <clears throat> so, in 2013, uh, he started his YouTube channel named Jordan Peterson Videos, uh, and he was just in the news recently because a video he made was censored, where he interviewed some like transphobic uh, woman, and also a video he did with RFK Jr. Uh, I think got in trouble because they questioned like vaccine, um, vaccines basically. Anyway, uh, Jordan Peters' YouTube channel gathered more than 1.8 million subscribers, and his video received more than 65 million. Uh, so his videos received more than 65 million views as of August 2018. So he was quite popular on YouTube. By 2021, uh, he had 3.4 million subscribers. He went to Patreon and he was doing quite well, like eighty thousand a month or something. That's just, even better than us. Just, yeah, he's doing better does than he us. Have, does he release bonus episodes and have a Discord? If you subscribe, <laughs> I'll make sure you can join the Discord where we just hang out and have fun, and um, we can share recipes. You can leave your weird, way cooler whatever. <laughs> he left Patreon though in protest. Oh, we're not going to do that. In 2019, uh, in solidarity with uh, a. Patreon person named and YouTuber named Sargon of Akkad, who's I think a Scottish. I've heard of that guy. Pun, he's like, like a right wing Twitter guy. He's a right wing guy, and he was kicked off for being racist and misogynist. So mm. Jordan Peterson did the right thing, <laughs> and he suspended his Patreon activity to support Sargon of Akkad. Also, Twitter, I'll stop making money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if your your professor is like. Wow, the professor seems like he's in a bad mood today. What happened? They kicked Sargon of Akid <laughs> off of Patreon. Also, he must... I think professors make decent money. It's yeah. kind of weird he needs a Patreon. Uh, and he started his own crowdfunding sort of Patreon-like platform with Dave Rubin, who's another... Ugh, like, that guy fucking is annoying as hell. He's another guy who's like, I'm a liberal, but he's <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> just say what you are, you... <laughs> They started a thing Shite called Think head? Spot, which hasn't really taken off. Think Spot. Give me a break. Some other famous... So he's, he's always tweeting funny stuff. He's Mr. Twitter. He's Mr. Jokes on Twitter. And um, here are just a few things uh, he's tweeted that, that uh, are, I thought were worth commenting on. In uh, 2022, last year, Sports Illustrated made history by putting a plus-size model on the cover for their swimsuit edition. Right. The model's name was Yumi New. And Jordan Peterson, he tweeted a picture of it and uh, wrote, Sorry, not beautiful. And no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. And that's the, that's the picture there. I See, would like, say she looks pretty beautiful. Oh, Chris. Yes. Yeah, not, I'm sure. not saying that because I feel like society is making me <laughs> say that. You're being compelled by Trudeau and his <laughs> Marxist police. <laughs> Yeah, that's because of Trudeau you think she's hot, man. That boner you got there is fucking fake. And what about this jizz? Yeah, That's not real jizz. <laughs> oh, shit, it is. Pineapple. Trudeau is making everybody say this beautiful person is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the old days when all the babes looked the way I liked them to look? <laughs> that's all it is. It's so stringent and strict. Because imagining him, like, just from his personality and temperament, I don't imagine he's ever bought a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition in his life no. before, right? You know that in those, like, 
baggy zoot suits he wears like his underwear like you know those guys that the butt part of their tidy whiteies like hangs down a bit <laughs> he probably jerks off to renaissance sketches <laughs> yeah francois boucher obviously Fregonard. he he loses all credibility like and obviously a myriad of ways but to me like especially in these stupid stances he takes in the culture war where i feel like he he never thinks independently like he couldn't just be like, yeah, who cares? She looks great. Like he always has to land on the Ben Shapiro side of everything. So it's like you're no different than those guys. You're just taking the stand you're supposed to take. You know what I mean? Like on Twitter. And it, to me, it like, of course, he's he doesn't have credibility, but that just sort of extra underlines that like he's not he's he's literally just taking the stances that you expect every guy like him on Twitter to take. Right and. Maybe what like you really fucking think because there's a larger (laughs) like uh, uh, not even a larger but I guess a quote unquote plus size model on Sports Illustrated that's worth taking a stand on why he sees it as an attack on young men young vulnerable men I don't know I'm pretty sure a lot of young men would be extremely excited to be dating (laughs) this woman who's I think also unlike a lot of those guys who are kind of like dummies. He can back it up by saying stuff like you know you know the archi- like archetypal um, you know images of uh, female beauty in mm. Western civilization look like I don't know uh, look, look different from what this woman looks like but, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But if he did go far back in paintings, yeah. the women were portrayed exactly. Um, you know, full more full figured. So yeah, there was just that Twiggy movement in the '60s, and then yeah. the Kate Moss movement in the '90s. But usually, people love shapely women. Mm-hmm. The odalesques or obelisks or whatever they're called. Odalesques. Odalesques. Yeah, yeah. I love those paintings myself. <laughs> you a shapely woman guy, Chris? I love all <laughs> I love shapes you, and sizes oh, of I'd all love to people. See you debate Jordan Peterson on uh, odalesque paintings of yesteryear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the thing too. Like saying, like we're breaking out of the mold of the the ancient like rhythms of the myths of how society, like you know, that whole unconscious, yeah, yeah, like the collective consciousness that mm-hmm. dictates how the. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what about the things about the past that you block out from your fucking memory or act like it's not there? Like yeah. mm-hmm. all of this stuff that's happening now is in the past yeah. too. In ancient Greece, Sports Illustrated used to be different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was all naked damn men, yeah. <laughs> and they were having sex with kids. Let's have an older man teaching a young boy on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Literally in like what is it Grand Illusion the Renoir movie about World War Two I believe is it one one yeah. yeah one actually because he's around that time yeah I think anyways but and also I feel like even in the bridge over the river Kwai like it shows you that it was a thing during war that men would dress in drag to entertain the other troops and they would laugh their fucking asses off and drink. I mean, I know I'm going by old movies, but these are old movies. Right. And now he's helping promote this era of like dressing and drag being illegal in certain states. Like he's yeah. he he whether he says it or not, he's a huge proponent for that stuff. Like he's he's helping people uh uh feel okay with those kind of like paranoid thoughts. Right. But but what I'm saying is is like you can't uh, revisionist history of the past the past is like everybody's been fucking crazy yeah. and whoever they fuck they want to be you know unless it's a, a totally dominating fascist totalitarian society like fucking stalin or something 
He, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, his drag I, has been around forever since the beginning of time. His whole thing is that the uh, male energy is order and female energy is chaos. Like yeah. it's literally what he. That's his outlook. Well, and if you've yeah. ever been running late to a dinner party, <laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, you know, just kidding. And I'd, yeah, I do wonder though what Mrs. P thinks about that. Oh, uh, yeah. point I've never of view. heard anything about his wife. Yeah, well, I didn't even really know he was married. I mean. Um, well, when you walk by his house, you can see her looking out the attic window. <laughs> Help. Uh, so, speaking of... Help, I have a deeper voice than my husband. <laughs> Jordan, As I said before, Jordan Burnt Peterson has been in trouble on Twitter. So, uh, in June of 2022, his Twitter account was suspended under the site's hateful conduct policy. And this is because of another fellow Canadian. Uh, he posted a tweet misgendering and deadnaming the actor Elliot Page, and uh, Peterson said shit. he was notified that he would be required to delete the tweet in order to restore access to his account, which he said, quote, he would rather die than do. And this led to the classic video he, he tweeted or got shared around Twitter where he was like, up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Oh, that was so... Like, he yeah. is so embarrassing. It's like your, mm-hmm. your aunt trying to be... Tough. A sixty-year-old like, man shut. going up yours. <laughs> like yeah, you it's like are your not aunt cool. trying to be the Joker. He also, I, I notice, like in a kind of embarrassing way, he really overuses the word bloody. Like bloody. Well, he himself as a, as a British uh, traditionalist. Bloody that. Like you sound like an aunt. Trudeau, your policies are fit for the loo. <laughs> Honestly, any young men not who are yours. fans of our podcast listening, if you look up to, uh, uh. Jordan Peterson or whatever as a hero like it's the same as like what you said it's like it's the same as looking up to like your favorite meal being like a dish of old hard candies at an old person's home like he's that fucking he, lame he, he's trying to he's a very much like yeah Mr. Burns like uh, or what is it what does he say like what is up fellow teens you know like yeah he's not hip or cool and he's trying to be yeah he's like his whole outlook on the world is Pleated brown slacks. <laughs> That's his his next book should be called My Philosophy is the pleated brown slacks of modern philosophy. <laughs> it's so fucking lame. Now he's he's so obsessed. He first came to my knowledge and most people uh, with that 2016 like uh, pronouns <laughs> stand he took his protest and with Elliot Page it continued. He was his Twitter was banned and YouTube demonetized two of his videos. Uh, one about his Twitter suspension, and another where he said that gender-affirming care, such as the kind that uh, Elliot Page received, was, quote, Nazi medical experiment level wrong. So uh, he, yeah, he was demonetized. Uh, Can I ask you guys a question? That. Yeah. And anybody listening? Yeah. Why, sincerely, why does that bother him? Like, we've talked about... His like it is a it, sickness it, that keeps these people up at night, and they it, it doesn't affect them whatsoever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it literally has nothing to do with you, yeah. and you're so mad and so dead set against this stranger's uh, happiness. Maybe he basically. just really wanted to see a Juno too, and he's like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Reitman. Jason Bateman is a great actor. <laughs> I will give him that. It'd be awesome if they made a Juno too, and Elliot Page. Walked on screen and was like, I'm not pregnant anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Peterson was restored. His account was restored on Twitter when a certain 
Elon, how do you pronounce it? Elon Musk acquired <laughs> the company. And um, this is where a, a classic moment, if the up yours woke more or less is a classic Twitter moment, this yeah. is also, in my mind, a classic up Twitter yours. moment. So Elon Musk tweeted this meme. Okay, of, looking at it. So it's a priest praying to God, and the priest has a label Donald Trump on him, and there's a woman bent over with her sexy butt that has a Twitter bird right. on the butt. And it's like the priest, mm-hmm. I think, is praying to God like, oh God, I really want to have sex with this hot babe, yeah. but don't, don't let me. And Elon tweeted, and lead us not into temptation. So it's like, Elon was like, is Trump going to come back to Twitter? Oh. And Peterson, he responded... You really are pretty damn funny, Mr. Musk. Oh, God. He's so fucking wow. corny. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> you you can't not see that this is like an older relative trying to be funny at dinner. And you're like, oh, my God. Pretty shut damn up. Yeah. Cringe. God. Cringe was invented because of people like him. Um. This is You're th- pretty damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> this one happened recently. Did you guys hear this? So in March. Yeah, it's like when one of your mom's friends is flirting with you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you make me pretty darn horny. You know that? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to my room. <laughs> Let me tuck in your shirt. <laughs> oh, or what about that? Lady at the burger joint who touched your ass. Yeah, I know that's dramatic for you. I should have that burger up really restaurants okay. are being having their butts squeezed <laughs> by older women. Uh-huh. Sorry, I got a nice butt. In Act, March, that is true. Did you guys see this? So in March, Jordan Peterson retweeted this thing. Uh, so the image is like people in what was the tweet said it was like in a Chinese. A warehouse where men were in hospital beds oh, that yeah. had like it was completely like suction pumps of his sucking machines on them. Yeah, and Jordan Peterson tweeted retweeted this and said, "Such fun is a, uh, such fun an unbelievable techno nightmare, uh, CCP hell." And that truly isn't real. That picture. It was a UK porno uh, <laughs> about fetish. Like it was a fetish porno. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not real. Was, Come on, yeah. <laughs> you got fooled by the internet. But he tweeted thing. it and was like. The Chinese Communist Party is milking men for their (laughs) sperm. (laughs) I mean, even if they were, the guys probably don't mind. Yeah, That's the thing. Like, what's it to you? Yeah, let China milk men's dicks. Yeah. (laughs) They're a rising power. We can't stop them from milking all those boys. They'll be be milking all our dicks anytime, any day now. (laughs) Yeah. Now, this is funny. He was, you know, he's a cool guy. Lots of young men look up to him. And so he started doing... Yeah, like the Scarface poster in their yeah, dorm yeah. room. So, of course, he started doing a series of biblical lectures uh, <laughs> where he toured around and talked about the book of Genesis, Exodus, and the book of Proverbs. But I thought he was an atheist. So he would just examine the stories, I guess. Right. And place he them within... He seems to place such great... That's what I don't understand. He places this great weight on mythology and religion. And, and I guess it's all just meaningful metaphor to him but it's weird so. how it's his explanation for everything so it's but you know what else is like meaningful metaphor like <sighs> car- kids cartoons that are made by nickelodeon and disney <laughs> like it's yeah. not yeah so he doesn't it's not, not that important anymore he's hey, not transformers like a- Bop, it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he's not like a fundamentalist like literalist who believes it he does look at it from like uh like a storytelling point of view and he's right. he he says he's not an atheist anymore but he's not a big believer. But he still does the Joseph Campbell thing about the or the young. Like here's another thing: he bastardizes young too, because he does that thing. It's like if all our collective consciousness is creating these myths, even though in different eras and different locations and different centuries, and we didn't know each other then, then this clearly is like this unconscious guide of how the yeah. world should go. 
But even then, you're still picking apart aspects of stories that work for you. But also... Uh, anyways, I forgot the main point I was going to say, but you know what I mean. It's like it's like he it's like taking a hodgepodge of stories and building your own story and saying, like, also, you're talking about ancient men's brains too, from societies that had lead poisoned brains. That societies were built by the muscle of slaves. Women were like indentured servants and nothing yeah. more. All the men had like syphilis. Yeah. And, uh, they yeah. and they they literally prayed to they looked at the sun <laughs> and went blind because they thought it was a guy. <laughs> hey Carl. Ow. <laughs> Carl. Can I tell you guys a sad But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what so you're mad. saying. Sorry, sorry. There's Mike. a sad end to his Bible lecture series because Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, in March of 2019, Cambridge University, famous Cambridge University, uh, they rescinded a visiting fellowship uh, that they had extended to Peterson because a photo surfaced of Jordan Peterson with his arm around a man wearing a shirt reading, quote, I'm a proud Islamophobe. Oh, wow. And so they're like, yeah, this clashes with our school's sort of ethics <laughs> policy. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if he, he even if somehow he had some justif- some views that in his mind he had thought through and they make some kind of sense. He just blatantly aligns himself with all these right-wing points of view, however he decides to justify them. Well, it's like like you were saying, it's like if his 12 steps to whatever, being a good boy book, (laughs) was to pander uh, to get himself into that self-help sort of like Malcolm Gladwell sort of like money-making machine that everybody just fucking eats up, then no like if you're if you considering marketing at all everybody that gets called a bastard knows that the far right are your most loyal customers and a big fucking branch of customers right demographic right I he mean. probably knows that if he towed some kind of middle so it is like lose, a sellout at, like you said sell people. it as a joke mm-hmm. in yeah. the beginning when he wanted to do the commercial law or whatever but he is a fucking sellout mm-hmm. to his own fucking uh, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll quickly try and go through some of his other views. He uh, believes uh, academia is infected with political correctness and postmodernism and neo-Marxism. Doesn't like feminism. Uh, doesn't believe in white privilege or cultural appropriation. Um, he thinks that uh, surprise, surprise, that masculinity is in crisis because society has told young men that uh, they're bad and that what they want is wrong. Um, And this is a weird thing. In 2018, remember that Toronto van attack where like an incel drove, plowed into people on Young Street and Mm -hmm. killed like 11 people? Yeah. He was interviewed afterwards and he was basically like, this young man, he was angry at God because women were rejecting him. Yeah. The cure for that is enforced monogamy. that's yeah. actually why monogamy I, emerges. That was the first time I was like, I knew he was like a dink, but I was like, what's up? Like, but what I thought a- that was after the Danforth shooting, too. Like, I don't I think, think that was an incel. Uh, I think oh, it was just okay. A, but yeah, I do man. remember that. Yeah, that he's just a basic- regular guy. Yeah. He was basically like, <laughs> yeah, he was basically saying to women, like, this would, wouldn't happen if you had sex with men. I, I remember that was so crazy, I almost thought, is that somehow subject to some kind of interpretation or something or he was like I, I can't believe he actually meant that like that seems insane I mean I guess he is insane but it's hard <laughs> it's so insane I mean I guess he, I mean he put it out there so yeah. you put it out there 
He believes, I guess, that the number of single men and the incel problem is, like, yet again, another result of, like, how we live in a morally, you know, dead, corrupt society, where as if all young people got married, there'd be no violence, no social problems. And Like, if he's saying it, it would be helpful if there were more stable families or something, like, okay, but if you're literally saying force people to get married to each other, you're, you know... Yeah. You're up a couple notches on and the Or don't be so uptight. Have sex with a nerd that is gross. What? <laughs> I recommend y'all young ladies watch Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> and see that scene where the nerd tricks her slash assaults her. And some of us older nerds yeah. need love too. Be honest. Why don't you want to have sex with that guy who has a really high forehead for some reason <laughs> and a long neck? Why, you should have sex with anyone who's <laughs> still trading Sega Genesis cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man in this movie called Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> and his name is Booger. Oh. <laughs> and he, he is in his late 20s and still hasn't known the love of a woman. You know that guy in the meme for his, he- his mugshot? He's got the biggest forehead you've ever seen. <laughs> Why didn't you have sex with him? Um, Peterson believes, as I said earlier, that order is masculine, chaos is feminine, and that these mm-hmm. qualities are inherent in human uh, to human existence. Uh, he believes that culture is symbolically, he's archetypally, he's mythically male, while chaos, the like, unknown, he's even, bastardizing, he's even bastardizing the yin-yang symbol here. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, purely anecdotal, but wouldn't you say... The yin has a dick and the... <laughs> It's anecdotal, but wouldn't you say that you probably know an equal number of chaotic men and orderly women as vice versa? I would, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know, know tons of I, chaotic guys. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah. mean, I, de- yeah. I think I, I'm not trying to pander, but I would say I know a lot more women whose vibe is yeah. order and a lot more men whose vibe is chaotic. Spend a night at comedy 100%. bar, Mr. Peterson. Yep. You'll see some chaotic men. Oh, absolutely. I just pictured him having sex with his wife missionary style and he keeps going, stop r- wriggling around. <laughs> this is chaos. Oh, so bloody chaotic. <laughs> Hold too- still. My dick is trying to do order. <laughs> if the chaos doesn't stop, I won't be able to finish. <laughs> Oh, the chaos is making me come faster <laughs> than per usual. Cha- whisper chaotic things in my ear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hustler this magazine should be called Chaos Magazine. <laughs> chaos causes me to premature ejaculate every time. <laughs> <laughs> what would his like, Tinder bio be like? Uh, professor, 61, <laughs> loves meat, hates chaos. Uh. <laughs> Everything's chaos to him. That's like new and, <laughs> and isn't, interesting. Aren't the principles of jazz kind of chaotic? And yeah. He dresses like a jazz guy. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You like, should like. If you dress like MC Scat Cat, like <laughs> Scat is pure chaos yeah. from the mouth. Imagine if he could be transported <laughs> to like 1920s, 1930s Harlem dressed up in his zoot suit. And let's just see how well that goes for Professor I Jordan Peterson. I would love like, to see Can Jordan Peterson me? get out of the DeLorean and walk into the Cotton <laughs> Club. <laughs> hey, Barkeep, yeah. could I get a mint julep? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Da 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 da. Boop a choop poop a chee choop a doop poop. You're not people, people. You're not dancing to the jazz right. Take my lead. <laughs> yeah. He wow, does that hands that. on the knees thing. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, he sees all these flappers going wild on the dance floor. What are these chaotic <laughs> beings doing here? <laughs> the bouncer's like, uh, sorry, sir, you're not allowed to cry on the dance floor. <laughs> 
the, I'm the last man alive. <laughs> I come from the future with a warning for you. <laughs> <laughs> this style is going to go out of fashion. <laughs> yeah. Men will wear t-shirts. It's chaos. <laughs> Oh, believe it or not, Jordan Peterson doesn't trust the scientific consensus on climate change oh. in 22 on the Joe Rogan podcast. Because he's pandering to his demo. That's all it is mm-hmm. now. He's a marketing bitch. Did you know that on Joe Rogan, he said, uh, quote, there was no such thing as climate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he questioned the accuracy of climate modeling. Um, like, why the fuck does he know anything about it? He's a psychologist, yeah. not a I just pictured him trying to walk through a tree. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he doesn't even fig- believe... This tree is <laughs> figment of my imagination. Yeah. Boink. It's um, not raining on me. He also, he defended automotive freedom and uh, claimed that excess carbon dioxide is beneficial. He even threatened Justin Trudeau in a tweet. So, um, the, the liberal government announced that... Uh, that by 2035, every major passenger vehicle sold in Canada will be electric. And he tweeted, um, Keep your damned hands off my car, Justin Trudeau, or face the consequences. Like, you're, okay. You're going to be dead by then anyway. Dead by then? And also, what are the consequences that you're threatening the fucking prime minister him? with? He's like stupid <laughs> 20 years younger than you and in way better shape. He's literally the strongest prime minister we've ever had. <laughs> he talks a tough game, though, on Twitter. He's like, you'll have to deal with me. Like all nerds Ugh. who live like like behind their screen, vicariously through their avatars. What a little... Mm, Is a part I'm, of, I, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't run for like the leadership of the Canadian Conservative Party, aren't you? And I would actually be worried if he did because he's so he has such a big famous... Just a few more things. We're going to get to his diet. But, uh, Chris, as you said before, his literal house is a mess. Uh, in the year 2000, Professor Peterson began collecting Soviet-era paintings, and he says that he displays them in his house as a reminder of the relationship between totalitarian propaganda and art and how uh, examples uh, of idealistic visions can become totalian, totalitarian oppression and horror. It's a weird thing to keep around your house, though. Yeah, <laughs> and, like... Clearly, you you don't like every time you look at this painting, you scoff. You're like, <laughs> or do you actually like the art? Because then, yeah, like I would say that's pretty confused. Because then it's like he's clearly a totalitarian fascist, and so in a way, and now he's got that art from that era yeah. up in his ha- house. It's just like it's what like how are you, you keep, fucking talking about. It's like how you keep your house full of Coldplay CDs to remind yourself of how bad Not music to listen can get. To it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But it's just like a lot of older sort of, I guess he's not a boomer, but t- toward boomer time, older men with money become just grumpy old bastards who don't want anything to change except the way they like it and whether that's inconvenient for people or not. Like, you know how people like go out of their way to like find stuff on Twitter to get outraged against? Imagine elevating that to... Filling your own home with things you hate to remind you <laughs> of how bad things can get in the world. To remind you of like Stalin's gulags and like uh, forced starvation in Russia in the 1920s or whatever. But my point is, is no matter what he says to justify the art, I think unconsciously he is a totalitarian fascist. And in, he's like appreciating the art that came from that. Right. Like, it's got to be it. 
because that's like you yeah you wouldn't fucking hang it on all over your house <laughs> like that's insane so there's something that like you know when like you know when uh people are like a sucker for punishment they actually you know have fetishes for being like whipped and flogged and stuff or yeah. stepped on or berated it's like that it's like he's actually unconsciously addicted to totalitarianism <laughs> fascism i nice. i think I mean, it seems like that would explain why he decorated decorates his house and that stuff. Yeah. It's like, you might be noticing how I have bars on all of my windows. <laughs> it's to remind me of the evils of jail and how I never want to go there. Yeah. But the way I tell everyone there's only one super closed-minded, narrow-minded, stringent way of living is not ironic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You're fucking... What the fuck are you talking about? Speaking of his hardcore lifestyle, let's get into his uh, diet that he got recommended to him by his daughter. Could so, I, Could I ask one thing? Sorry, just before you transition. Yeah. Did you learn... I was always curious, and I just sort of scanned a very basic explanation, but I, you know they talk about his lobster... Yeah, that's in the 12 rules, right? Yeah, and like I've just always seen it referenced. Like, Jordan Peterson says people are like lobsters, and I Googled it. It seems like he's saying... Uh, lobsters have had this social hierarchy since before humans, you know, had crawled out of the ocean or whatever. Right. And that lobsters get a serotonin boost when they are higher in their social hierarchy and essentially saying that so humans from this deep, deep, deep in our DNA, humans should seek, are, are happier when they seek higher social status or something. I, 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 this is just from a scan, so maybe that's a terrible explanation, but I was just curious if you read about it. Um, I didn't specifically, but I know he people, people do memes about him and stuff. So yeah. he, he looks at a bug on the ocean floor and says, <laughs> this is what humans should aspire to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they have a clearly defined social order with like people in charge and subservient lobsters. I, I the meat in humans' it's, claws it's, should be delicious. I might be wrong, but it seems like it's basically a way for him to encourage men to be alpha. But I could be wrong. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, lobsters are the lords of the sea. <laughs> They're always pinching sharks' butts. <laughs> hey, you're so beautiful. <laughs> Do uh, not melt butter on my meat. <laughs> And be sure to be served with those delicious uh, rolls like they do at Red Lobster. What are they called? The um, the uh, biscuits? Biscuits. You biscuits. know, lobsters used to be given to like prisoners or something. Yeah, I know. People thought they were bugs. Yeah. They kind of look like if you really think about it. And there's all that brown shit in the middle that looks like you shouldn't eat it. But I read it an article good. that it's supposed to be a delicacy. It's I've eaten that stuff. It's I have and I always keep it white. Meat. I think they call it the mother, I think, which mother. is truly disgusting. I've mother. eaten mother from a crab. Mother, tell your children <laughs> to behave like me. <laughs> so, mother. Uh, Jordan Peterson, he's married uh, to a woman named Tammy. Like the Tammy, a good Canadian name. Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. If you need any help, just blink twice. <laughs> uh, he's got two. They have two children together. They were, they were blessed with Michaela and uh, Julian. Never heard about Julian. Only no. Michaela. Anyway, as we know, Michaela, uh, she fancies herself a sort of uh, nutritional influencer. Mm, that's cool. And she um, promotes something called the Lion Diet. Uh, she has no qualifications in this uh, area. And it, the diet is uh, only beef, salt, and water. And in 2016, she restrict. Uh, sorry, in 2016, Papa Peterson, 
he started following the lion, uh, the lion diet, started eating just beef, salt, and water, uh, and a few vegetables in an attempt to control his depression uh, and the effect of an autoimmune disorder. Uh, two years later, he stopped. He cut out the vegetables altogether. Don't you need vitamins? Just beef, salt, and water. And experts point out that such a diet can result in severe dysregulation, which I looked up. It's like an inability to regulate or control your emotions because you're like wow, not getting wow. the proper nutrients in hmm. your body. Interesting. Like, if you just listen to your body, you hear you 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 hear the cravings for greens carrots, and like please yeah carrots please spinach. broccoli. Baby spinach. So yeah, it's interesting that this man who is one to uh, give out advice seems that his house wasn't in order because he was depressed and uh, feeling uh, out of sorts. Well, he wants I to impress those Michaela. veggies to bugger off. <laughs> in 2019, he sought emergency detox from an addiction to benzodiazepine addiction. Um, he was using it because his wife had sadly been diagnosed with uh, cancer. And he okay. tried to seek like addiction help in North America and said that there was no one that could treat him here. So he, of course, flew to Moscow where he got some... He went with his daughter and son-in-law and granddaughter, so it's a family trip, uh, to get treatment. And doctors in Russia diagnosed him with pneumonia in both lungs on his arrival and put him into a medically induced coma for eight days, followed by four weeks in the ICU, during which time he suffered a temporary loss of motor skills. Ay ay ay. Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, I feel sad for his wife. Yeah, me too. And also, like, being addicted to benzos and all that kind of stuff, opioids these days is obviously a huge travesty. Um, if we joke about it with Jordan Peterson, it's only because he's such an asshole. It's not about the addiction itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just, that's I mean that's all, you know. Even my sad. doctor prescribed me lorazepam for like anxiety and nice. stuff and it's like it's scary. You're like, "Yep, it worked, but I'm going to put it way up over here because you don't want us to start taking them every day because it's like right. a fucking benzo." My doctor described and I was talking to him about that, and he's like, "It's like drinking a big glass of wine." I was like, "Oh, maybe <laughs> tell I'll just me drink more, a big doctor." Glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it in a, a big wine glass, the one pill. <laughs> After his treatment in Russia, and this must be have been a thrill in a way for a guy who loves Dostoevsky. Yeah, he talks be, about the Cold War. Maybe yeah. that's why he Russian went. literature. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's obsessed with Russia. Like, take me to Russia. <laughs> I would uh, like to go to Russia to remind me of what I don't like. Yeah. Um, although these days I bet Russia is more in line with exactly what he thinks um, but after his treatment in Russia he went to Belgrade, Serbia to recuperate as you do Oh. Uh, and in June 2020 he made his first public appearance in over a year when he did his daughter's podcast oh god she's and, a podcast that's awesome. and he said that he was back to his regular self so thank god well a dark time for him, no doubt about it. But he also contracted COVID during his stay in uh, Serbia. Oh, man. Damn. You wouldn't think you'd get it in Serbia. Yeah. How did he get it? I, I thought it wasn't real. <laughs> um, He's I, since returned to Canada and has uh, just got, picked up his pencil and, and continued working and doing podcasts. I'm surprised awesome. he hates Trudeau Welcome so much back. and he's like this big celeb. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't moved to L.A. He probably will. 
I mean, or where is it now? Nashville and Austin. Will he go Hollywood? Will he go Austin? Yeah. Yeah. I think Ben Shapiro is in Nashville now, and that's kind of a new place for people like that. Nashville Shapiro. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's what I picture. I picture the sound of you know, a banjo. Records. Yeah, and uh, sort of stag parties and bachelorette parties. The smell of parties. barbecue. Yeah. Ben yeah. Shapiro. <laughs> Was that it, Mike? That's the story well so far of Jordan That's Peterson. Well That's done. a lot. Yeah. Well yeah. done. He's uh, one of those Canadians that made it, you know, internationally. That's true. John like Candy, Joni Mitchell, Lord yeah. um, Michael, The Weeknd, The Weeknd, Bieber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is it time to bring out the Evilometer? Oh, look at him. He's, he's reading um, Thus Spake Zarathustra by <laughs> Nietzsche, and he's got a big uh, raw steak you know, in his hand, <laughs> and he's wearing a very hateful Islamophobic t-shirt. Um, Evilometer. Take that shirt off. We don't agree with it. Yes, absolutely not. Well, who wants to go first? Grins, what this do you think? This is kind of a tough one. I'm going to go uh, six. Yeah, that's good. Because I think his hate speech is what puts him up there mm. for me. Mm. Because uh, I personally, I, th- I I think that I think uh, that I'm a huge uh, proponent of people being exactly as free as possible to be exactly who they are mm. and live the life that they want to live. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his philosophies that he's gotten famous for put uh, a lot of people in danger and uh i love and support the trans community and that's how he started getting popular in the first place and collected all these kind of like angry young dudes so uh, yeah i think his spread of uh hate is uh, a solid six for me i know he hasn't physically harmed anybody mm. or he doesn't that's why you can't give him a yeah he doesn't put any like laws into effect or anything no but he's a massive uh, spreader of hate speech and uh i fucking hate that so i'm saying six i think i'm gonna say 5.2 <laughs> i think if you if if he sort of came at his certain opinions certain societal opinions and he came at them thoughtfully and non-hatefully even if i disagreed with them you know i would think that is you know p- p- you know uh defensible right to to logically and like non-hatefully maybe disagree with some things uh, about culture and society right but he so blatantly comes at it hatefully and i would say illogically and seems to want to just align himself with this angry right-wing thing and yeah i think he's sort of just sowing division and hatred and he's just seems to be just blindly mad so i think he's a bad guy but he didn't kill anybody so you can't give him a (laughs) nine or a ten so i'll give him a 5.2 but that's high for someone who didn't like blow up a Police station. Or yeah, never been arrested. Or never blatantly done yeah. anything. In my opinion, uh, of evil physically, longer. but like, yeah, he's he's. It's not even just the trans community. It's like women too. Like he puts them in harm's way with these people. H- hateful. He, he, hmm. he is. He has hateful ideas. Yeah, that he spins through word magic to make you feel that it's he more legitimate like than ner- it is. He seems like 
At best, he's a neurotic control freak. Like, that's all he is. He's a darn ding-dong. He's a darn ding-dong. Uh, I'm going to give him like a 7.3. And I will say, yeah, he seems to be a guy who dresses up his prejudices in like the all the fancy talk of acad- academia and like mythology to justify why he's just like doesn't like someone. Yeah, maybe. like any old angry old white dude. Yeah, yeah, and anything that deviates from straight white male society from like the 50s it seems mm-hmm. he thinks is like uh stalinism and will lead to the collapse of society and he has um rationalized for a lot of people who don't think very hard uh and legitimize like hatred because it's it's something abhorrent or something instead of just like mm-hmm. people living their lives and uh, you know there are Per, maybe uh, bigger problems that people could focus their energy on, such as yes, like economic inequality, climate change, um, and I don't know, just general violence, hatred. Yeah, let's never forget he decorates his house with Stalin era art, and when he feels sick, he goes to sleep in Russia's bed. <laughs> like it couldn't be more blatantly. He's a psychologist and he can't even see it himself. He's literally just like, you know, when this, um, all those like old dudes who, old dudes with mustaches from like Alberta who tweet at the CBC, like, another bloody story about this defund the CBC. Like, yeah. he's just that guy. Yeah, he's the most famous of those guys. Yeah. He's that guy who's just read a ton of like classical literature and psychology mm-hmm. so he can. I don't know, allude to all these, you mm-hmm. know, things that his listeners can't really verify <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yeah, he's like the leader of the pack of guys who have created the comments have been, been turned off <laughs> section of websites. <laughs> anyway, this is all to say uh, it's always nice when a Canadian's in the news and, <laughs> you know, keep doing you, Professor. Also, I got to say, by the way that the three of us like rate on the evilometer. We're all kind of on the same page, even though they're different numbers. Yeah. Yes, they're our style of just, the same just, version, kind of. We exactly we have slightly different styles of <laughs> evilometer usage. Yeah, but we're all probably giving them the same. Basically, yeah, it seems yeah. the same. I'm, same. I mean, vibes. I'm a low. I'm a low guy because I save. I save some juice yeah. for Hitler. I know. And I think I, to, to we, be honest, like. Nothing against, like, yeah, no, no. Anyway. I think we all unconsciously also knocked one point off of our rating because he's a local guy. He's a Torontonian. <laughs> right? Yeah, I definitely think it's cool that he probably he likes the Blue like, smokes weed and has, drinks a tall can in Christy Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Blue Jays. Or OK Blue Jays. OK Blue Jays. Let's, Let's play ball. Play damn ball. <laughs> Let's play bloody ball. <laughs> oh, God. I bet he said that. Well, thanks, Mike, for that thorough examination. Yeah, cl- I mean, a he- what a job by Mike. Great job. Thank you. And I guess, guys, that was, yeah, it seems like it was another great episode of... has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. <laughs>